With the first pick in the 2008 WNBA draft, the Los Angeles Sparks select Candace Parker. With the first pick in the 2011 WNBA draft, the Minnesota Lynx select Maya Moore from the University of Connecticut. Brought to you by Sports Ethos and Outlet Pass. My name is Corey. Krissa and Bailey are here. Krissa, how are you? I'm good. You? I'm good. It's Friday. Bailey? Yes. How are you? I'm all right. Uh, it is Friday. Um, not that that really means anything for me. All my days kind of run together, but we here. No, but I feel like. You can still appreciate the vibe of a Friday. It's a holiday weekend. I don't know if any of you guys are doing anything for the holiday, but I'm, I'm just put, looking, looking forward to just, you know, not doing anything. I'm going to put holiday in air quotes. It is a holiday in the sense that I'm off on Monday. It is a federal holiday. Yeah, that's what I mean. I'm not saying I'm not. I think that I've made it clear so every chance I get that I'm not out here celebrating, <laughs> you know, America, but America. That indeed, sir. But yeah, <laughs> now that we've got that out of the way. Um, so the All-Star Reserves were announced yesterday. Do you guys want to get into that first? Or do you want to do uh, the news first? I guess I, should, I can edit this part out as I sit here and, you know, do ask the exact question I should have asked before jumping on. But here we I, are. I think we saved Skylar for last. All right, cool. So we'll do the news. We'll do All-Stars and then we'll do Skylar. Bang. News. Uh, <laughs> Brittany Griner's trial started today. We're kind of getting into that, but uh, I think the first realization that I saw that was like, well, yeah, duh, but also this really sucks was I think they revealed that the amount that was found in her cartridge was, I think, like, was it a seven or like seven tenths of a gram or something like that, which would be a fine in their system, even if it was not planted, but there's speculation that it was planted. So, um, yeah, that sucks that we're still dealing with all of this whenever it, it, it we're, it's just getting further confirmed that it's a sham. Uh, what were your, Chrissy, I, I, I think that we all kind of agree that all of this is pretty terrible, right? Yeah, it is. I mean, today, the, the first day of the trial, yeah, it's just kind of like what you said. It's like, okay, so basically these four and a half months, she should have been at home. Yeah. And now we don't know if she'll be home this year. Yeah, it's it's not okay. Yeah, it's Bailey. I I know that you were the one. You were the one, that, the first one that sent it to me this morning. Whenever I think it was actually this afternoon, but uh, yeah, it's just none of this really makes sense. I think that every time we talk about this, we're going to be like, yeah, this doesn't make sense. Here we are. Everything sucks. Bring her home, right? Well, I think the issue here is that when you're considering where BG is and who they're dealing with. It does make sense. 
and that's the to me that's the unfortunate truth about it all is that that's who that's just who you're dealing with yeah that's fair um but yeah so victoria kirby york put out a twitter thread about it and said that the day one of the trial confirms that pg is in fact wrongfully detained custom agent says they found 0.7 grams of thc so she should only be facing a fine and apparently the precedent is that that's roughly a 230 dollar fine it says there was a student recently with way more thc content found on her that was fined the equivalent of 230 dollars because she violated an administrative rule not a criminal one and then they're trying to charge bg with um large-scale distribution is their claim so like yeah i mean we all knew or thought that it was probably a sham or pretty much was a sham but like i said unfortunately this kind of does make sense given the uh powers involved and fortunately according to every source that i see it's going as planned with the um, precedents in place and that her being or her pleading guilty would be better for her return to be more uh, rapid. So it's kind of on pace to where it needs to be, but it doesn't make it any more, um, more positive or easier to deal with per se. Yeah, no, I, it's just, you're right. I, I, it, none of it is surprising given what you're dealing with, but that none of it, may, that also just does not make it any more tolerable at all. But you're right. I, I'm not going to argue with that at all. Um, moving to more just general league news, uh, Lorello Kubai was waived today so that the Liberty can go ahead and re-sign Crystal, Crystal Dangerfield on Sunday. Uh, I saw Richard Cohen's tweet that they have to wait until Sunday because that is when um, the league, like the prorated contract for a veteran contract will uh, get to a point where they are able to sign it. And after signing Crystal Dangerfield to that contract, they will have literally $5 in cap space. That is, that in and of itself kind of says everything you need to know about where the salary cap is at. But in terms of Kubaya, I was, I'm kind of bummed. I remember, <laughs> I remember messaging you, Bailey, on, on opening night of the season, just being like, you know what? the Liberty is steal Cause I just love watching her play a lot of the same reasons. Not, th- not that I'm not saying she's the same level of player at this point, because I don't think she is, especially after dealing with the injury that she had, I believe um, a lot of the same things that I like about Emily Angsler. I like about Lorella Kubai, just like the, the verticality, the physicality, the, the defense I've liked so far. So I hope she catches on somewhere, but what, what did you think about another draftee from this, from this draft cycle getting waved? Yeah. The Liberty uh, have, had to make a couple of um I don't want to say unfortunate but just like it's kind of like they're kind of enforced in ways due to their injuries and things of that nature and you know you talked about Kubai and you've been high on her I thought she played well when she had played but they are just kind of where they are um Crystal Dangerfield came and had a um, was a revolutionary force for them, really and truly, kind of like uh, Alicia Clarence was for the Lynx mm-hmm. last year. You know, really helped them find their stride and 
added an off-ball presence to go beside the rest of their players. They didn't really have that, uh, specifically Sabrina and even Sammy Whitcomb. And so, I mean, you had to make the move for the team's success, but it's also just really unfortunate, you know, that Kubai is already being waived after playing really well in the couple of stints that I saw her play. Yeah, for sure. I, Chris, I, I I want to get your thoughts on it as well, in, in like to kind of expand further. And I'm like, I know we I joke about how you always have like the connection to the to the Huskies, <laughs> but like I know she's not that. But like combine that with Avina Westbrook being on her third team already, I, I'm just forever stunned by how tough it is for rookies to make make the league. I know it's like literally don't even get an apartment, just live out your suitcase because you never know. Yeah. But yeah, I, I really hate for Lorella because I love her at Georgia Tech, and I think um, her game translated really well to the W. But if you want to compare who they had to keep and and let go, what Dangerfield did for that team, I, I would have cut Lorella as well. Yeah, I, I I get the move. I I, I really do. It, it it's just frustrating to me that it has to come to that. Like that, like it had to be one or the other. Because like, uh, do they have a full roster, or is it just that that was a salary cap thing? I honestly can't remember. Bailey, do you know off the top of your head? I am not one hundred percent certain. I will try to find that real quick. It's like if uh, like if if it is a roster spot thing, but if it's a if it's a just a strictly a cap thing, that's where I start to get frustrated because I'm just tired of seeing teams with nine and ten people because they can't afford another contract. No, I, I so looking at the roster right now on the Liberty website. Okay, they've got eleven. Okay, without Dangerfield listed, she'll make twelve. Okay, that makes then that's a that's that's better than I mean not better, but at least then I can understand it because I I agree that the impact that Dangerfield has made has been pretty pretty important for what they are trying to do getting back into that playoff race and everything like that. Just bummed. I'm tired of seeing promising young talent get waived. One day we'll actually you know have enough space for everybody. In terms of the rest of the news, I think the only other thing was Candace Dupree is taking part in NBA Summer League as uh, she's a, a, an assistant coach for the Spurs organization. She, apparently she has been involved in uh, like they do like what's called like an assistant coach program mm-hmm. uh, in NBA. So uh, she, yeah, NBA assistant coaches program is what it's called. Um, so I'm interested to see her getting into coaching. She hasn't played at all this year. She last played uh, last year in Atlanta after playing in Seattle. I like Candace Dupree. I'm excited to see her getting into the coach, the coaching ranks. Uh, my first reaction was future Pistons coach Candace Dupree, just because I, I, I want to see my team be the one that break, breaks the barrier of, of hiring a, a woman to be the first NBA head coach. So uh, that was my, my initial reaction. We have enough WNBA momentum right now there with Jaden Ivey bringing uh, his mom back into the fold with the uh what is it niel ivy is that i'm i'm terrible at pronunciations is that niel. how you pronounce niel, niel. okay yeah. thank you niel ivy back in uh got to see her shock jersey whenever um Jaden ivy had his first press conference with the team so i would like to see that momentum keep going but uh chris what do you think about i mean this is obviously makes it seem very real that candace is done playing i think we kind of knew that anyway but uh <laughs> are you excited to see her getting into coaching yeah, I think it's dope. I think um, she can be very similar to to Christy Tolliver and Becky Hammond, and I'm actually ready for Tolliver to, to make that move because uh, she looks very tired <laughs> in some of the Sparks games that I've uh, that I've seen. 
I'm just kind of like, okay, I'm ready for her to to get off the roster. Oh my! Somehow turned that into a way to take shots at it. Oh my gosh! Well, no, she's one of the greats for real. Like I really do like Crystal, no, but it's like okay, you know, like people are are dribbling past you, and you're still like standing straight up, like Bailey, defend your team. Uh, well, I, I was just gonna say, I know that they've talked a lot pretty extensively about her return to uh, basketball shape. So it, it, uh, Chris is correct. There have been moments where she has looked like a turnstile. Um, and I'm going to defend her team. Just well, 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 the whole further. Well, no, 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 no. I mean, that's just the reality of it. I'm not going to defend them dishonestly. Uh, but I do think KT is still finding her footing, particularly, um, from a stamina standpoint and on the court. That being said, she is up there, so I don't expect her to be a lockdown defender, but I do think she'll eventually be a better defender than what we've seen from her so far. Well, I guess that's as, as positive you can you can get at the moment. But I, I mean I'm just like I said, I'm not going to lie. I mean No, I, I know, but you use the T word. You save that for, you know, very special moments like talking about Sue Bird. Well, well, see, I said she has been at times for what it's worth. Sue always is, but I digress. Uh, but about, yeah. but back to back to Candace for a second. Um, you know, I would be remiss if I didn't give Subria a shout out. That's her fave. But Subria made a valid point about Candace Dupree. Um, and and she is very passionate about this, and I would just like to echo that because hearing her point it out kind of reminded me of this too, like. Candace Dupree is a WNBA legend, and she did not get any type of send-off or anything. Nope. It, it sounds like you have to uh, just come right out Announce and say it. that it's your yeah. last season. Otherwise, they're not going to give you your flowers. Yeah, like they pretty much didn't pick her up and kind of forced her there, too. Um, and very... is, is the same not clearly happening to Angel McCautry? Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I mean, I'm not saying it's right or anything. I'm just saying, like, it happens too often. Those are two... W legends that should be heralded. Pays to be a white woman. Amen. Unfortunately, yeah. Well, on that note, let's get because. Well, speaking of that, before we get into that, um, I just want to say, speaking of that, um, Asia Wilson answered her question about the face of the league the other day. Okay. Very admirably and respectfully respectfully i didn't see that so what, what what was that so it was after they played the storm and someone asked her straight up like should you or why aren't you or uh something about being the face of the league uh, um yeah it's the the question word for word was why aren't you one of the faces of the league and asia gave this like uh, minute 45 second answer about how um about factors that go into that, but also how she doesn't let that change her, that we're always going to get Asia for better or worse. And uh, she said something along the lines of, well, we can, we can all probably guess why I'm not, but, you know, she's not saying the, the quiet part loudly as some of us on Twitter and on these pods are, but I, I you know, I think we can put two and two together about that. And uh, Caitlin splash squad, was talking about that in her latest video and was talking about how, you know, the, the, the league 
is trying to make that Sabrina. And that's just what it is. And uh, I've said before, I think Asia is the most marketable player in the W. I stand by that. But, uh, and I've had this discussion on Twitter multiple times and somebody was talking about, you know, maybe the league knows that as well as we do and chooses not to do that or zigs when they know they should zag, whatever it may be. Uh, But like I said, I'll send you the full answer, but Asia answered it much better than I think anybody could. And it's a tough thing for her to answer. And I don't think it's fully fair that she's the one that's being asked that. But I had to acknowledge that she gave a great answer on a very legitimate, very, I don't want to say troubling, but, you know, an issue that comes up rather often. For sure. For sure. Yeah, no, that's that's interesting. Um, oh, the other bit of news before we get in, and you, you bringing up Asia reminded me that D.R. Cahambi signed a, a, an extension to stay with the Aces. I always forget that you can sign these things in the middle of the season, th- so it threw me off. But uh, Shelsta Kadim, who was on here a few weeks ago, uh, talking about how he, he was afraid that he, he's like, he knew he was going to be here for forever, but she was the only one that didn't have an extension yet. She got her extension now, so uh, happy to see Derek Hamby staying with Las Vegas. So is it all-star reserve time? Sure. All right. And then we can get into the the controversy of the week because it's all kind of connected. Bailey, tell us the all-star reserves. The 2022 WNBA all-star reserves, if you have not heard at this point, are Ariel Atkins, Kalia Copper, Skylar Diggins-Smith, Derek Hamby, Natasha Howard, Ryan Howard, Brianna Jones, Jewel Lloyd, Emma Mieseman, Arike Gumbawale, Alyssa Thomas, and Courtney Vandersloot. I think that's a pretty good list. I think that for the most part, they did a good job. I, I mean, I think that to me, there was one truly notable snub in, in Kelsey Mitchell. Uh, I, w- I would have campaigned very hard for Ezzy Magbagore as well, but I, I think that it, it's it's pretty tough to truly argue with very many of uh, if any of the names that are on there, is there anyone that you would have argued against in this grouping, Bailey? Uh, to me, the biggest snub uh, was Kelsey Mitchell. Yeah. And then also I think Alicia Gray kind of got, and LaChina Robinson spoke on this, this is an opinion. I think she got a little screwed over by the positioning listing mm-hmm. because when I see Alicia Gray, I see her as more forward. Um. But she's listed as a guard, and they had to vote based off what the team had her listed as. Mm. And they had her listed as just a guard. I believe if she would have been listed as a forward, I think she would have made it in there. But she wasn't. And I think uh, LaChina said that being listed as a forward would have given her 12 spots she could have been voted into as opposed to just seven Uh as a guard that's a pretty big difference. And I think looking at the other forwards that got in, I think she's easily in there over Natasha Howard. I think she's probably in there uh, over Brie Jones. Even I think she gives the Erica a run. Like I, I think she could have easily replaced one of them. Um, but alas, you know, she's right there. And then in terms of Kelsey Mitchell, who I was also my biggest, I think she probably had a better case than Jewel. Jules efficiently, so. 
Jewel's efficiency is mostly the concern for me. I do think she kind of got in there on her name. And I, I mean, I love Jewel. I mean, no disrespect by that. I just think that uh, compared to her previous all-star years, this year is a little bit of a down year. And then I know some people were complaining that Kaj hasn't played enough. I think she's played well enough and she's played enough for me, but I do understand that uh, case and have no problem with people taking that into effect as well. So uh, I think those are kind of the fringe players that I would possibly switch out for some below, but overall I don't have any glaring issues um, with the reserve. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I think that I made the exact point in my my article before before the the reserves were announced that that was why I had Kelsey Mitchell over over Joel Lloyd was was the efficiency of it all. But I I, I think that Joel's also deserving, so I'm not really all that mad at it. So, um, Carissa, I, I assume you're not you don't you don't have any issues because there's four members of the Sky on this roster. But uh, do you have was there anything that you really took away that was like surprising to you about the All Star Reserve announcement? Well, I'm never going to have any issues just because it is what it is. Like, uh, well, that's, that's, I can't argue with that. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, I'm not going to think too hard about it, but definitely I don't, I don't agree with Natasha Howard and I definitely don't agree with Enrique. There it is. That was a very Carissa answer. I love it. <laughs> It is what it is. I'm not. It is what it is. I'm not mad, but also (laughs) forget them fools. But um, I'm curious to know which of the reserves were you happiest to see make it. Mm, Let me go back to the list. Um, I will say um between two, I'll say Skylar Diggins, Smith, and and Ryan Howard. Um, personally, like if I'm if I'm gonna be completely biased, I love Alyssa Thomas. Alyssa Thomas is an all star again, so I'm happy about that. But I, I Sky should have been a starter, and we'll get into that in a, in a little bit. But um, I'm happy she made it. And uh, yeah, you you mentioned it too, Bailey. I, I think that while for some people I understand why Kalia Copper maybe did not play enough. I think that she is turning into one of the faces of the league. So the more time she makes this, the happier I am. So I would go there. Uh, the, the two biggest for me were Ariel and Ryan. Um, y'all know I am like one of the biggest Ariel Atkins fans that I know of, um, even if it's somewhat quietly. Um, so I was happy to see her get her second selection. And then, yeah, uh, seeing Ryan, first rookie in dream history, uh, it was it was pretty cool. So I'm with Chris on that one. However, if you asked a certain coach, there's a bigger snub that we have not talked about yet, Bailey. And I don't know how none of us brought this up. How did Diana Taurasi not make the All-Star game? Well, she's been buns, and I mean that in a pun. Ha, ha, ha. I'm just kidding. Uh, I kind of want to end the Zoom. I mean, she just... Uh... I don't know. She hasn't been an all-star. She would literally be an all-star by name and name alone. Mm-hmm. Miss, yeah. me with, miss me with that. Like, And once again, let's just point out, if she would just say, hey, I'm done after this, she'd probably have a co-captain spot instead of Sylvia Fowles, who actually is an all-star, but I digress. 
Here's the thing, though. Like, we were talking about, like, the fan reserve, fan returns and stuff like that. She was not on that list. So, she like, not. <laughs> like, here's the thing. Like, people act like she's the most popular because they give her the goat ball. But, like, she's clearly not as popular as people think she is because that's why I, we, we talked about that at, at length, Bailey. But I, I think Sue would have gotten in. We talked about that, that she would have gotten in on, on popularity no matter what. Her yes. announcing it, that it was her final season, just probably pushed that over the edge. Uh why is she not an all-star? She didn't have votes, and she was, she isn't that good. I, I remember this year. Let me actually add that caveat in before I really ruin my credibility. But um, I, as soon as it came out, I, I like, and and they were complaining about that. I was that. My immediate reaction on Twitter was, well, even with five additional wild cards, I don't think she would have gotten in. I was like, well, let's actually see how many it is. And uh, to me, she's like the 40th best player in the league this year. But even if I'm being nights and saying 30 that's not an all-star I, I like she was not snubbed by any of these people she was worse than alicia gray she was worse than kelsey mitchell she was worse than ezzy magagor you could make an argument for elena deladon or tina charles or natasha cloud who's leading the league in assists like i, I just don't think that there's any reasonable argument for like you don't just get in because even if you're being nice and saying she's like the third best player of all time, like that, that's not a qualification to be an all-star. Yeah. There are a handful of guards that would have been even in between there. Um, and you named a few of them, especially like cloud and I'm just trying to think cloud, especially came to mind, but also diamond. If yeah. Diamond yeah. Is a guard, diamond would be there. Well, that's no. what I was gonna say. Like, even if so, even if Tina Charles was still on that team, like, so say she was, uh, Diana Taurus is like the fourth most deserving player on her team, right? Let alone the rest of the league. Like, it's it's crazy. Crystal, what do you think about that? Oh, I mean, it's really simple as that. If you don't play like an all star, then you shouldn't be an all star. That's pretty cut and dry. Yeah, yeah. she's 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 ninth among guards in points. She is thirteenth in assists. Like that's that's just not all star numbers. I don't I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, just most games. If you watch their games, most of the time, like you forget about BT in their games. Yeah, it it's it's yeah. They're better when she's they're better without her. I'll just be honest. And and if and if that's the case, again, you're not an all star, and we're not going to give two all-stars or three if you want to count the the honorary thing that they gave uh bg which i'm all for but you're, you're not going to give a second all-star theoretically to a team that's sub 500 they just don't they don't deserve it it, it, it is it is what it is and then there's everything that's going on with with what the coach said so well i just wanted to before we move on to the, sure. Ny- the nygaard of it all or Justin Bieber, as Caitlin called her. Um, I I just wanted to say, you know, you talk about DT being very forgettable. And yesterday, Subria was hosting a space, talking about a variety of things. It started off with what we're about to talk about with the Skylar tweet heard around the world. But, you know, we talked about DT a little bit and how, you know, Corey, you're a younger fan. Like, what if last year had been your first year? And or I'm sorry, this year had been your first year, and you see all this stuff about the goat, the goat, the goat, the goat. You hear DT is the goat, their name, or the goat. 
And then she comes out and looks like this. It looks kind of suspect. Yeah, I mean. And yeah, she's 40 years old, all well and good, cool. But like, they still pump her. Like, she's still doing prime Diana Tarazi things. Well, I'd be complaining because I'd be like, why aren't they saying this? Not that I think this about Sue, but Sue been better than her this year. Like, I under, like, I'd be like, yeah, I see why they're celebrating Sue this year. She's better than Diana Taurasi. Like, obviously not historically, but, like, Sue better than her this year. I hate to tell you. And don't forget, Candace is right there. Why would you do that, though? I mean, there's there's some issues there, Bailey. You can't do There's uh, at, Sylvia, least, Sylvia at least two Sylvia's issues. right there. Well, there's at least two issues of why you can't do that, Bailey. Like, I don't know what yeah, to tell no, you. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm just saying. Um, I'm, yeah, but she's been very forgettable. And and I think we all thought it was kind of weird when it did the go thing anyway, but I think this is kind of a repercussion of that, especially looking at it from newer fans' perspective and how that could reflect on them. Um, but I just wanted to address that because we literally just talked about it yesterday. Well, they literally just talked about it yesterday. I just listened in. So shout out to Sabrina for that space. But Until you spoke, oh. you were a little speaker. I just speak for a minute. I forgot you was there creeping. <laughs> it was late for you. I figured you were asleep, but um but yeah, so we just uh chopped it up in there for a little while. Um but yeah, let's talk about the the Skylar bomb. Well yeah, I wanted to bring up the original thing where uh Coach Nightguard was talking about it, but the, the tweet has been deleted by the Phoenix Mercury finally. So uh where Vanessa Nightguard was talking about how uh, they asked her about the all-star game and she's like, well, uh, there's a game that's going to be happening in Chicago, but it's not going to really be an all-star game because Diana Taurasi will not be there. When the question was centered around like like being excited for Skylar Diggins. And I I think that I've seen some people pointed out, I believe Bailey, you pointed it out as well, that how weird it is that you're going to do this whenever there's also been so much controversy around uh, Skylar Diggins not getting voted in by her peers, where she was what, third in, in fan and media and then 14th in players. So like, there's already this issue and you're just, you're, you're just further fueling it when you're supposed to be the one building her up. Uh, but I don't have to sit here and, and cape for Skylar because Skylar came out and cape for herself and quote tweeted Phoenix's tweet with the clown emoji. Uh, following that, Coach Nygaard came out and said that that's not what she meant. She's happy for Skylar. And if the roles were reversed, she would be doing the same thing for Skylar Diggins. I don't believe that. I don't know if either of you believe that she would be caping this hard for her. I think, honestly, the whole press conference would have been talking about how great Diana Taurasi is, but... Chris, what do you think about this? I mean, I'll leave it to Skyler to be creating some mess on, on WNBA Twitter, but what were your thoughts with everything going on there? Well, I mean, at a certain point, like, you have to say something. Like, she's public publicly just, like, dismissing that you're you're an all-star. And then the clip, the longer clip, is even worse mm-hmm. because she's going for, to bat for DT's defense, which is non-existent. So it's just like, what are you doing? So I'm I'm glad Skylar um, said what she said. I mean, did she have to put the clown emoji? I don't know, but it was clown behavior. So, you know, a spade is a spade. Yeah, yeah. I think that we we don't really okay, necessarily right. have we like it, like would I have wanted her to respond differently? Maybe, but like. I don't need to hold her to a level of professionalism when that's what she's dealing with from her head coach. I think that exactly. As you, as we said last week, 
with the Sophie Cunningham stuff, it does fall on the head coach to breed some sort of culture. And uh, I think we see the culture that it's breeding. And uh, there's a reason why they're under 500. Bailey, your thoughts. I think it's a bad look for Vanessa Nygaard, obviously. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's hard. There's a lot to really wrap your head around, but it's almost like they just hired a DT stand as a head coach. It certainly seems that way. Like that's how it looks. Um, and you know, it's, it seems to me we've, we've talked about Phoenix having a lot of issues already this year, but it seems to me like maybe they're even deeper than we thought. Maybe we're looking too far into it, but to me, it looks like some very uh, deep issues are still exist there. And maybe Nygaard is a little, I don't want to say in over her head, but maybe she's, you know, doesn't have as much control. Or I, I don't know. It, it makes me doubt her abilities a bit. And she's I, certainly causing more problems for herself than she needs to. Yeah, and I, I've praised her before i i was excited for her to be the coach when they hired her i I just thought she would bring in some fresh perspectives and things um so far it hasn't quite been the case and sure like the bg issue weighing over and tina not being like there it's not an easy hand to be dealt but that really doesn't factor into what she said i mean really and truly that that doesn't play a factor in this part uh, to me, because you're pretty much blatantly ignoring your actual all-star. And even then, if we want to really think about it, she has two of them. Because BG's an honorary all-star, who more likely would have been an all-star if she was here anyway. But, you know, given the circumstances. And you're just saying that the game might as well count. just be, might as well be a scrimmage, might as well be a pickup run. That's... Oh, and like, if you're going to tell me you do it for Skylar, if the rules were reversed, how about you do it for Diamond, too, who is the mo- more deserving of your players that didn't? Like, not that I think Diamond is an all-star, but like, if anyone got snubbed between the, the Phoenix players that didn't make it, Diamond to Shields has been, had a better season than Diana Even then, like, if you were saying you'd do it for Skylar, if the rules were reversed, just do it for now. Uh, yeah. Just do it for now. Like, just <laughs> praise her now. Like, it's not that hard. Uh, it's just very, very weird. Uh, very weird look. And it, that... Saying that the all-star game is just a game because DT is not in it is like something you'd literally read on a Twitter stand page. Well, and then acting like, I didn't mean no disrespect by it. Like the game's obviously still a big honor. It's like, no, you literally just said it doesn't count. And she said it with a straight face with her whole chest, like not even a laugh, not even a hint of sarcasm. Like she 100% meant that. It's wild. I really want a three-team trade because I want Skyler Diggins to get away from this nonsense. Skyler Diggins-Smith, I do not mean to shorten it to be disrespectful to her and her name, so I apologize for that. Skyler Diggins-Smith to get away from this madness. Uh, and I want Arike to go to Phoenix because if there's anyone that needs – that feels like they would be the perfect fit for this kind of coddling, it's Arike Agumbawale. I feel like she's perfect for a coach like this. It'll just enable her worse – her worst tendencies and she could fit right into that DT role of just gunning it and making her teammates worse. I don't know where I want Skylar to go though. Sandless. And I'm, not, I'm ignoring it. Cindy, she needs it too. Oh my gosh. Could you imagine a team with Diana Tarasi, Enrique, Gumbawala and 
Liz Cambage, that. You want to talk about combustible personalities with Sophie Cunningham still out there screaming the F word to people. I just want Scott Lair in LA. I've wanted Scott Lair in LA for like three years now, but I digress. Well, I think that does it for this week. We're entering the, well, I think we just passed the halfway point. So I think what next week is, is all-star. So uh, we'll have some fun stuff coming up there, I guess, to look forward to. Anything you guys are looking forward to this weekend? Any uh, Bailey, do you got any games you're going to or anything like that? I'm going to the game on Sunday. Who do they host? The Storm. Atlanta and Seattle, yeah. Yeah, and oh. Caitlin's going to be there. So we're going to probably roast Sue. Oh, man. You just respect the legend. Is that the last time she's coming to Atlanta? I think so. See, you got to just appreciate it for what it is. I understand your dislike for Sue, but that's that's pretty cool. You're seeing the last time she's playing there. So try to embrace it. All I'm saying, all I'm saying, all I'm saying, all I'm saying is that the best way for me to respect Sue is to be honest and straightforward with her. And if I don't think she's the GOAT, I don't even think she is the legend everybody says she is okay, okay being honest about that is the most respectful thing yeah i think i think you always take it a step further than most reasonable people would but here we are no, no, no. i'm not i'm not gonna do anything crazy I just, oh like, i just meant because you just said she's not a legend and that's just that's no I, I said she's not the legend everybody makes her out to be she is a legend nonetheless I'm not taking that away but she's not the goat no 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 we're in the conversation See, you, and maybe this is because I'm a newer fan. I don't think I've ever seen anyone even say that, but maybe that's, again, because I'm newer. I mean, I, the CarMax commercial had it. People on Twitter say it. People people make that case, and, you know, As that. always, people on Twitter are probably not that smart. The Gucci kings of the world. There we go. He, he'll be so happy. You know he searches his name, and if he can find a way to search it in audio, he will, and he'll hear it now. Hey, man, look. take cover sure well this has been fun we will touch base with you guys next week when we're wrapping up like the first half of the season really because we're heading into like I said heading into all-star so we'll catch you next week on rebel edition